What's up everyone? Good morning and welcome to our Water's Edge online worship experience. Once again, thank you so very much for hanging out with us today and tuning in. For those of you that continue to like and share these messages with your friends and family, people that you know, maybe they're going through a tough time in life, thank you so very much for doing that. We have people tuning in from all over the place. Also, for those of you that, that continue to give online, thank you so much for your generosity. For those of you that are new givers and you're meeting our $10 challenge, you're giving towards those ministries that maybe you appreciate, our counseling ministries, our food pantry ministries, our homeless ministries, our recovery ministries, ministries to the young people. Once again, thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for your generosity. Our next food pantry will be sometime around the beginning of November. That'll help us love more people, help more people, feed more people, and serve more people. Now, let me just say this. Also, if you're a local listener, we want you to know that our live in-person services are back in full swing. We have full experiences for both services, kids' church, nursery, cafe. So if you're a local listener and you want to come back and worship with us in person, we would love for you to come back and hang out with us. We would love to see you in person, hug your neck, and worship with you. Now, today we continue with our current series entitled Connecting the Dots. And over the past few weeks, I just want to explain that to you in this way. During certain times in our life and during certain seasons in our life, sometimes we're only given some of the picture. Some of the picture with this person, some of the picture with this relationship, some of the picture with this storm, with his heartache, with his betrayal, with his pain. Sometimes in life we're only given some of the picture with a very difficult decision or some choices that we know that we need to make or maybe even our purpose in life. So in life sometimes it's like we have this entire canvas but only just a few dots of information. And here's the issue for most of us. In the beginning, when we're trying to connect the dots with a circumstance in our life or a tough situation in our life or with some people in our life, there are some things that we just don't know yet. Sometimes it takes us a while to figure things out. I don't know if you've ever been there. I don't know if you've ever been through something in this life and it just took you a while to figure things out. But sometimes we have to press pause and hesitate in our mind and in our heart and with our impulses and choices is because it takes us a while to figure things out with this situation, with this storm, with this relationship, or even how I want my life to end up. But what happens in this life when you start connecting more of the dots and the picture starts to become more clear and you're starting to realize that in this picture, whatever it is in your life that deep down you know, now that I'm starting to see more of the picture and now that I'm starting to connect more of the dots, this is not going to look like what I thought it was going to look like. This is not going to be what I thought it was going to be. This is going to look different than what I originally thought. For instance, at the beginning of any type of relationship, no matter what type of relationship it is, whether it's romantic, dating, family, friendships, uh, co-workers, whatever type of relationship it is, you are only given just a few dots of information about that person. But in our mind, at the very beginning, we take those dots and we paint this future picture like it's the Mona Lisa, like the relationship is just fantastic. It's the Mona Lisa. But what happens was this, that picture that we painted in our mind didn't come from a full picture. It came from just a few dots of information that that person gave you. And I always tell people this, you only know what people want you to know about them. You only know what people allow you to know about them. But what happens is this, we take just a few dots of information about a relationship and we start filling in the rest of the blanks with assumptions and we make up in our mind that this is great. This is like the Mona Lisa. And many times it ends up not that way. And many times it can break our heart and it can hurt us on the inside. And so I always tell people in any type of situation, when you're connecting the dots, this, and remember this today, if you're still with me, Sam 
I'm still with you. When you're connecting the dots, there are so many things that you just don't know yet. For example, if you don't know how someone controls their impulses in this life, then you truly don't fully know them yet. This would be an example of you connecting more of the dots as you go along. And so sometimes it's okay to not create the final picture in your head. And so in this series, this is what I want us to do. I want us to learn how to connect the dots so we stop letting life happen to us and we make life happen for us. But also, I want us to understand that sometimes it's okay to not create the final picture in our head and to let some of these dots play out so life stops catching us off guard and hurting our heart and our faith and our story. And sometimes this is why you and I have a hard time connecting the dots in our life. Several years ago, we were able to buy a new house downtown, a small little house, but I love it, man. It was really, really cool downtown. And so uh, about two days after we moved in, everyone had taken their showers, taken their baths, and we go get, get ready for bed. We lay down and we start hearing a leak in the master bathroom. And the bathtub in the master bathroom, the hot water faucet started leaking, but it wasn't like just a leak, it wasn't a drip. It was like a steady stream. And so we called the plumbers out and they, uh, they fixed it and they said that the reason why it was leaking like a steady stream is because there was some road work going on on our street and it made some rocks get into our pipes and it messed everything up, but it was so annoying. Because until they fixed it, every single night we could hear that water running and it was our hot water. And so every time we went to take a shower or a bath, we would always run out of hot water. So they come out and fix it. And the story they say is because this was happening because of the road work caused little bitty pebbles to get plugged up into our pipes and it was causing the leak. So they fixed it. Well, uh, the next night we get ready to go to bed. Everyone had taken their baths and showers and we hear it leaking again. It's a steady stream again. And they come back out and they fix it a couple of days later. And they say it was the same thing. Some more rocks from the road work had gotten in there. They just had to fix it and clear it out. Well, that lasted a couple of days and then it started streaming again. So they came out and fixed it again and they gave us the same excuse. It was because of the road work. Well, two nights later, it started leaking again the same way. It was getting worse now. We were running out of hot water. Now the owner of the plumbing company comes out with a small new part and he says that it was this certain part that we needed to change that we hadn't changed yet. This was also because of the road work. And then once they changed it, that it was gonna stop leaking. By the way, the longer and longer and longer you tell your story, the less and less and less it becomes your fault. And so they do that for four weeks, no leak, no leak whatsoever, and we think it's fixed. And then one night we get ready to go to bed. We had already taken our showers and our baths and everything, and then it starts leaking again. So then we called the plumbers back out, and this is what had to happen. They finally came out and they said, maybe it's not the road work. Maybe it's something else. And so they changed all the faucets and it never leaked again. But this is what was going on. They kept trying to change it and those changes wouldn't last. And they kept making the same excuse as to why those changes wouldn't last. And so I want you to understand something today because many times you and I go through something similar when we try to make changes in our life and those changes don't last. We make some very similar excuses, but we have to understand something today and this is what it is. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. If you want to make changes last, you have to replace the problem with something brand new. Sooner or later, you have to stop blaming all of life happening to you on the same excuses and you have to do something new, something brand new, like a new focus and a new vision. 
Now, let me just share my heart with you today for a few moments. What I've noticed is this. For some people, the challenge of life and the challenge of just living is getting tougher and tougher and tougher. For many people, the challenge of relationships is just getting more difficult. The challenge of financial debt, the challenge of medical treatments and family drama and their emotions and what's happening in their mind, it's just getting more and more difficult to deal with. And for many people, it feels like it's just getting tougher and tougher. I hear all the stories. I see all the heartache. I see the struggle, and I got to be honest with you, sometimes I go through it myself, but I also see so many people getting discouraged, and this is why, because they want to make changes in their life, and they're trying to make changes in their life, and when they do, those changes just don't last, and life is happening to them instead of happening for them. Now, Jesus had a brother named James, and James wrote one of the letters that we have in the New Testament, and as we read what James writes, it seems like he understands the struggle that we face. It seems seems like he understands this similar struggle that we all go through. And so we pick up today in James chapter 1, starting in verse 2. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. He says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, troubles of any kind come your way, so understand that life will be a battle. He says, Consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why would we consider that an opportunity for great joy when life is very difficult? Verse 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has the chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete. That word perfect means that your character will be mature. It doesn't mean that you will be a flawless person like Jesus uh, or sinless like Jesus. It means that you're still broken and you still need to seek God for your strength. But it means when it, it means when it says perfect in the scripture, it means that your character is going to be coming more mature. And so he says needing nothing. If you need wisdom, notice this, ask our generous God. He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. I think we could all agree, and I think this is going to make sense to you. But when James talks about someone's faith who's been tested, and because their faith has been tested, they're growing a very strong endurance and a very strong character in their life, that these are the type of people that don't just let life happen to them, but they make life happen for them. These are the type of people that I think we could all agree that when they make changes in their life, those changes are probably going to be solid and those changes are going to last. These are people that he talks about whose faith has been tested and as a result, they held on to God and their character got stronger and their wisdom got stronger and their endurance got stronger. These are the types of people who don't let life happen to them. They make life happen for them. When you have strong endurance, then you have focus and vision to follow through and and when you have a strong character, then you have focus and vision to follow through. But James didn't say that we should pray and ask God for endurance and strength and character when life is difficult, did he? He didn't say that when life is hard and when we're suffering in life and when life is dark and it feels like the sun is going down on us and life is chaotic in hell that we should pray and ask God for strength to get me through this, for peace to get me through this, for some, some, some hope to get me through this, for some rescue and delivery to get me through this. He didn't say that we should pray and ask for that. In verse 5, what did James say that we should ask God for in prayer when life is very difficult and tough, when we're suffering, when life is dark, when life is chaotic, what should we ask for? This is what we should pray for. This is the one thing that we should ask for. And notice this today if you're still with me. Sam's still with you. It's wisdom. We should ask God for wisdom. But the question is, why is that? 
Why should you and I pray for wisdom when life is falling apart and when life is dark? To make lasting changes in our life, changes that will last, we need focus and we need vision, but we also need wisdom. The question is, why do we need wisdom? You and I have a crazy mind. You and I have a crazy imagination. It can be our greatest source of focus, but can it also be our greatest source of distraction. It can be our greatest weapon, our mind and imagination, but it can also be our greatest enemy. But here's the great thing about our mind. Yes, this is where depression starts. Yes, this is where fear and anxiety and stress, this is where it all starts. But this is also the place where dreams start. This is where visions start. This is where focus and life change and wisdom starts. It starts with what we let control our mind. This is where our vision of what life could be and should be starts, and then we make it happen through wisdom and endurance, character, focus, and vision. Let me say that again. This is where the vision of what our life should be and could be starts. It starts in our mind, and then we make that vision happen through wisdom, endurance, character, focus, and vision. And if you've used your imagination in the past to defeat yourself, understand that you can also use it today to set yourself free. Let God in your mind give you a better vision for your life. Let Jesus in your mind give you a better vision for your life. And so as we dream today, let's just answer a few questions. The first one is this, if you're still with me. Sam, still with you. What can you do that will guarantee your success in making changes last in your life? Wisdom would say, listen to the advice of people in your life who've been there and they've succeeded. Listen to the advice of people in your life who've overcome. Listen to the advice of people in your life who went through hell. They went through darkness. They went through tough times. Their faith was tested. And when they came out on the other end, they didn't give up on God. They didn't walk away from their faith, but they had a character that was strong. Stronger. They had endurance that was stronger, and then they had wisdom. These are the types of people. These are the types of people that are not weak. These are the types of people that are wise. We listen to the advice of the people who've gone there before us. Wisdom would say, if something or someone tempts you to go backwards, then put distance between you and those people or those temptations. Wisdom would say, put distance in your life between you and exhaustion. Wisdom would say, do whatever it takes, do whatever it takes to become a stronger and a wiser and a better version of yourself. There's you, the son or the daughter. Work hard to become a better version of that. There's you, the worker. Work hard to become a better version of that. There's you, the disciple. Work hard to become a better version of that. There's you, the parent or the spouse. Work hard to become a better version of that. There's you, the person. Work hard to become a better version of that. Do those things that guarantee you overcoming and guarantee you growing your endurance. Number two is this. If you're still with me, Sam, still with you. What could you do to guarantee your failure at making changes last in your life? Wisdom says, keep making excuses and that'll guarantee your failure. Keep blaming other people. Keep telling lies. Keep feeling sorry for yourself. Keep giving into laziness. Keep giving into fear. Never take a risk. Never do something different. That'll guarantee your failure, absolutely. And wisdom teaches us that. Hey, listen, if you want to make changes last, then don't do those things in your life that set you up. To fail. The third is this, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. What is character? We hear that a lot, that as people, 
that as people who love Jesus, that as people who walk with God, we need to have good, strong, mature character in this life. But what is it? Well, here's a good definition for character. If you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. It's the will to always do the next right and loving thing. It's the will to always do the next right and loving thing. When your life gets hard and tough and heavy and difficult and you need to make changes, you can make every excuse in the world as to why you cannot do this. But when you have a mature character, this is when, this is when no matter what, you try to always do the next right and loving thing in your life as God defines what's right and what is love in your mind, in your habits, in your finances, in your emotions, in your health, in your faith, in your discipleship. If you want to make changes last, then always do the next right and loving thing. Let me explain. Do the next right thing for other people in your life. Do the next right thing for your future in your life. Do the next right thing for your relationships. Do the next right thing for your health. Do the next right thing for your finances. Do the next right thing for your discipleship and your habits and your faith. That's character. Always do the next right and loving thing. And without character, your changes just won't last. Number four, why do we need wisdom? This is why, and remember this today, if you're still with me, Sam, I'm still with you. Wisdom helps us see what helps and hurts our character. That's why we need wisdom. Wisdom will always help you see what will help or what will hurt your character and your endurance. And let me tell you what will hurt your character endurance, living your life like you don't care. Do you care? Do we care about how our mind ends up? Do we care about how our emotional health ends up? Do we care about how our life and our relationships end up? Do we care about how our stability ends up? And do we care about how our faith and our discipleship ends up? Of course, but many times we live like we don't care, and that'll always hurt your endurance and your character. But let me tell you what helps your character, endurance. Your mind and your heart will get tested by tough times. Your choices and your wisdom will get tested by tough times. Your, uh, your, your, your faith and your relationships, your love and your integrity will will get tested by tough times. Endure it. Don't go backwards. Press through it. Don't go backwards. Keep walking with God. Don't go backwards. Keep serving God. Don't go backwards. Keep loving people. Keep serving people. Don't go backwards. Always do the next right and loving thing. Don't go backwards. Be wise as you go through the fire. Do not go backwards. If you want changes to last in your life, then be wise enough to see what's helping or hurting your endurance and your character. Notice how James puts it in James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. But when you ask God, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they're unstable in everything that they do. Notice the wording of James here, unstable wavering, tossed around by the wind, not loyal, divided. In other words, people whose changes don't last. Let me tell you something. These are people who make decisions based off of their feelings 
And it's hard to trust people who make decisions based off of their feelings, not because they're shady, but because they have no guide and anchor in their conscience and in their life to make consistent decisions. And their decisions always change and they always change their mind because their feelings always change. And when you have people in your life like that, it's hard to feel safe around them because you don't know what decision they're going to make next. They're divided. They're not loyal. They're tossed around. They waver. Why? Because they don't stick to one path in life. They're divided. They'll walk with God down the right path this time, but then they'll get off that path because they get divided and distracted. I like to illustrate it like this. When you're trying to make changes last in your life, there's basically two different roads you can take. And remember this today, the path of apathy, no urgency, or the path of character. Listen, if you take the path of apathy, you're going to end up in this destination one day. And notice this this morning and remember this. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. I wish I could start over. This is where regret lives. This is where shame lives. This is where guilt lives. This is where sadness and discouragement lives. I wish I could start over. I cannot tell you how many people tell me that every single week in my office. I wish I could start over. But if you take the path of character, then one day you will end up in this destination. And remember this today and notice this. The place of accomplishment. This is where your changes last. This is where your satisfaction lives. This is where your fulfillment and your hope and your joy lives. This is where your endurance and your faith and your peace lives. Everyone life's ends up somewhere. Make sure that you do the next right and loving thing with character and endurance, and then your life will end up somewhere on purpose. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We cannot wait to see you back next week, and we hope you have a wonderful week.